Stanford football salutes its seniors. And David Shaw makes a potentially game-changing announcement. We'll focus on one of those things and touch on the other here on this episode of the TreeCast with Troy Clarity on the Believe Network and presented by Bet Online Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. Thank you for spending part of your day with us here on the TreeCast with Troy Clarity. Hey, I'm Troy Clarity, the host of this show. How about that? <laughs> Strangely enough, <laughs> my, my attendance uh, record remains uh, perfect. Uh, for these shows. Great to have you with us. Uh, Thanksgiving week is here. It's my favorite of the holidays by far. And I am certainly thankful for those of you who have listened and checked out the show and supported the show and reacted to the program and uh, been a part of things. Even if you just jumped on this year, uh, certainly as we've done this since 2015, it is great to have you on board. One special guest for you on this, uh, this show Stanford wide receiver Michael Wilson, the fifth year who has missed half the season with injury, but unquestionably one of the leaders of this team. And you certainly saw it whenever he was out there on the playing field. Clutch catch after clutch catch, big play after big play. And once he went out, I don't think the Stanford offense, certainly the passing game, was ever the same after that. Caught up with Michael Wilson after Tuesday evening's practice as Stanford gets ready to face BYU in 8 p.m. kickoff at Stanford Stadium. Yay, 8 p.m. kickoffs. Hooray. But uh, Michael Wilson uh, will join us and uh, looking forward to uh, hearing his thoughts on his roller coaster ride up and down on the farm. And uh, what he's got on his plate, because a pretty cool announcement about him came out about a week or so ago. So Michael Wilson, our special guest here on the TreeCast. I'm Troy Clarity, year number nine in Pac-12 Network play-by-play, year number 30 of Stanford football and following the Cardinal, wrapping up right now. And my first season of national radio play-by-play on the Compass Media Networks. I'll be in College Station, won't be at Stanford Stadium this week as I'll be on uh, LSU Texas A&M duty this Saturday. My first SEC football game. Looking forward to that. The biggest news of this week for Stanford isn't for actually anything on the field. Uh, During his final weekly press conference of the season, David Shaw made this announcement. A lot of great conversations with our administration, um, with our uh, our admissions um, team, led by our missions, the director of missions, Rick Shaw, and looking at some things that uh, we can adjust both now and going forward in this new world uh, of, of college sports, in particular college football. And, um, you know, excited that uh, we're, we're putting together a process that we can actually um, partake in, uh, in the transfer portal and finding a way to do it the Stanford way, but at the same time realizing that in order for us to compete the way that we need to compete in this era, um, we have to be able to utilize the portal. Huh. How about that? So that process will be worth watching in the near future over at Montag Hall. Now, what about inside the football offices? What's on Shaw's to-do list there? Last year, I asked Shaw that question, and he gave a four-minute answer on doing a deep dive on process and structure. This year, I asked him the same question again, and this year he responded with this. Oh, I'm not ready for that yet. Um, I, I think even answering that question, I think, would be disrespectful to our seniors for me to be worried about anything after after Saturday. So focus is Saturday um, to see those guys walk off that field for the last time 
with a win. All right. Okay. That's cool. All right. Fair enough. I mean, we'll, and, and we'll kind of take that tact as well uh, with that big news on this episode. We'll get much, much deeper into that in our season wrap show. But all I'll say about that right now is this. That's encouraging news. That is encouraging news, and that would be a big step in a much-needed direction. But again, more on that in our next episode. In the meantime, let's focus on this week. Three things you need to know about Stanford versus BYU coming up in just a moment. But first, a reminder that basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Three things you need to know about Stanford versus BYU. We begin with number one. <laughs> And I don't think the team hands out game balls in losses. Though Joshua Cardi did win Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week for his 61-yarder to close out big game last week. Full disclosure, I voted for him. But if the team handed the game ball out last week, I, I, I certainly hope Mitch Lieber got it. That converted safety turned emergency running back, and that story gained 83 yards on 22 carries. Was never tackled for a loss, by the way. And, and he caught seven balls for 53 yards against the Bears. Given everything, an absolutely tremendous performance. Stanford wide receiver Bryson Tremaine says he and the rest of the offense certainly notice and appreciate what Mitch has contributed. There's so much appreciation for what Mitch has uh, done for us. Coming, switching positions midseason. Um, and, you know, he I know he played some running back in high school, but... You know, he go he goes hard every time he gets the ball. And, you know, that that pass he caught one handed um, in the first quarter. I think I was running a shallow cross and I seen the I seen the ball floating. And I was like, oh, like it might be out of bounds. And I saw Mitch go up one handed and I almost jumped up, you know, <laughs> out of my route when I saw that happen. And, you know, Mitch has impressed us in in so many ways. And we're, we're very thankful for what Mitch has done. Um, for our, for our offense. Yeah, and we talked about this at length in our last episode wrapping up the big game. Mitch is a, is a very, very tough spot, very difficult spot. And there are still a, a lot of things that, that the offense misses when the guys who are actually running backs by trade are out there taking snaps instead of converted safeties. But Lieber's working his tail off. Great to see what he has done, and uh, good to see that it's appreciated by his teammates. Let's move on to number two. BYU is this week's opponent, and there are several Stanford players with ties to the LDS church, including, of course, quarterback Tanner McKee, who went on his LDS mission to Brazil. So I would imagine that, that this game might mean a little bit more to him than most, but as, as Stanford linebacker Ricky Miazon notes, Tanner isn't the only one in that in that situation. Levani has a ton of ties to you know the BYU team, um, and I, I bet he probably has like fifty or sixty tickets for this game. He's trying to go around and get a bunch of tickets because he has so much family coming. Um, so I, and and even the Utah game too, that was a, a similar situation. You know, a lot of those guys have uh, a lot of connections to those teams, so it's uh, you know it's a little more personal for them and. 
Um, yeah, it's you can see it by the amount of tickets they, they're asking for it because they got a ton of family coming. Wow, 60 tickets for the Damuni crew? <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Uh, by the way, Damuni McKee, freshman safety Scotty Edwards, senior inside linebacker Spencer Jorgensen, sophomore wide receiver Kale Lucas. Those are the Stanford players who have all been on LDS missions. And inside linebacker Anson Pulsifer is on his right now down in Chile. He'll return for next season. Let's wrap up three things with number three. 28 seniors will be recognized on Saturday night. They are Bradley Archer, Ethan Bonner, Colby Bowman, Branson Bragg, Lavani Damuni, Aeneas DeCosmo, Patrick Field, Stephen Heron, Elijah Higgins, Jake Hornerbrook, Spencer Jorgensen, Jason Call, Thunder Keck, Caillou Blue Kelly, Jacob Mangum Ferrar, Jonathan McGill, Barrett Miller, Drake Nugent, Walter Rouse, Ryan Sanborn, Tristan Sinclair, Jay Simmons, Nicholas Toomer, Bryson Tremaine, Salim Turner-Muhammad, Kendall Williamson, Michael Wilson, whom we'll talk to later, and Ricky Miazon, whom we'll hear from right now as he reflects on his unconventional road through Stanford football. There's obviously been a lot of uh, reflection this week, just it being you know my last with uh, Stanford football. And um, if you would have told me five years ago that this is where I'd be, you know, I would have told you you're lying. You know, just to to go through the amount of injuries, come back, um, you know, make my first start, you know, become a team captain. Like it's, it's honestly, I, I didn't, you know, you know, I kind of pinch myself some days, like this was a, you know, a dream come true. So it's just um, been a real, you know, a unreal journey. Um, and, you know, I'm sad that it's, you know, come to its last week. And I think a lot of those seniors might say similar things about their journeys to and through Stanford. Thank you to Ricky and thank you to the seniors. Those are three things. Personnel update for this week. A cornerback, Caillou Blue Kelly, is questionable for this game against BYU. David Shaw declared three guys out of this game. Left guard Jake Hornerbrook, safety Kendall Williamson, and nickelback Patrick Fields. Stanford football did not release its depth chart until after Shaw's presser. That depth chart confirms that Logan Burzens is the starting uh, left guard for Jake Hornerbrook. Interestingly enough, no backups listed at any of the interior lineman spots for Stanford, at either guard spot or at the center either. So it's it's Burzens, it's Drake Nugent, and it's Levi Rogers, the only guys listed in those respective spots. Also of note, linebacker Tristan Sinclair, who was hurt during big game and did not return, not listed on this week's depth chart. And something else to note as well, uh, Stanford long snapper Bailey Parsons got hurt on the opening kickoff at Cal. Freshman Jacob Lowe replaces him. Lowe snapped the ball on that 61-yarder by Joshua Cardi to close out big game last week. It was a little high, but handled, and Cardi put it through. What leg strength, and maybe a little wind aided as well, but uh, it went through from uh, 61 yards out at the very end of it. So Jacob Lowe will be your long snapper for this week instead of Bailey Parsons. Of course, one guy that Stanford is not going to have available to it on the football field this Saturday is Michael Wilson, who got hurt midway through the season, but still has meant so much, even while he's been fighting back from the injury and trying to get back to things. Certainly, his contributions still very much felt on the Stanford football squad. 
Cardinal wide receiver Bryson Tremaine on how Michael Wilson has been of late. Yeah, Mike is my guy, and he, you know, he's, you know, been through so much uh, with all of his injuries here, um, and he's still showing up to meetings, still showing up to the lifts, um, still, still putting, still putting the work in and the rehab in, and people see that dedication, and it just people feed off of it still. So, yeah, Mike is Mike is still Mike. Yeah, Mike is Mike. And you'll hear for yourself in just a moment. Michael Wilson, our special guest on the TreeCast. But first, this. TreeCast continues. Stanford versus BYU. The season finale. 8 p.m. kickoff. We have our special guest for this week. After Tuesday's practice, I caught up with the one and only Stanford wide receiver Michael Wilson. A fifth year from Simi Valley. 26 catches, four touchdowns, but... Got hurt late in that third quarter against uh, South against Notre Dame in Stanford's win um, in South Bend. Given that, given how the season has largely gone, I began our chat with Michael Wilson by asking, "Hey, Mike, how have you been the last few weeks?" I feel like there's definitely a lot of mixed emotions. Um, obviously, it's been devastating uh, to see the program. Um, like yet again, kind of fail below the standard that we're used to seeing for the last uh, 10 years or so. So that definitely was upsetting. And I think uh, a lot of leaders on the team feel like we uh, are accountable to that because um, ultimately we're the leaders of the team. We were given the reins to help lead the team. And obviously we didn't uh, yield the result that we wanted to. Um, and so that ultimately falls on us. Um, and so that was upsetting. But um, on the brighter side, I also felt like I mean, I gave my entire soul to the program in terms of uh, trying to become the best version of myself, both uh, on the field, off the field, um, school-wise. Like, I attacked everything with uh, such a – like, everything I did was with uh, intention um, and trying to put myself in the best position to yield the result that I want. And so I'm, I'm happy I can leave the program knowing that there is literally nothing I could have done more. Um, both to give to the program, also to better myself as a player, because I left it all out on the field and in, in the weight room and all the preparation and stuff. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah. No, no yeah. question about that. I, I don't think at all. What's been your favorite moment this season? Could be on the field, could be off the field, yeah. in game, out of game, practice, yeah. whatever. What's been your favorite moment this season? Yeah, I think rather than just like a specific moment, I think. Honestly, like just coming back for a fifth year, that was a gamble, and uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do um, at the end of last season, um, whether I entertain, entertain the transfer portal or, you know, say, put, throw my cars in since I had already graduated and, and declare for the NFL draft or come back for a fifth year. And so ultimately chose to come back for a fifth year, and, and there was a part uh, in, in the beginning of January where I was – I was kind of like, damn, I'm going through the same thing um, and, and not like a, extremely happy with where I was because I never wanted to do a fifth year. I always thought I was going to be four years and out because I didn't redshirt. And so, but to see myself kind of uh, lean on my teammates, lean on McGill, uh, develop a great relationship with Patrick Fields, with Bryson Tremaine, um, and then just just put my head down and, and grind uh, on the field and obviously getting my masters too. Um, that's kind of been my favorite thing this whole year. It's just like 
just developing more as a person. And I think obviously there ha there hasn't been that many like great moments where I can look back uh, this year and be like, ah, oh, in terms of in games and be like, wow, that was awesome. Um, because I w would say the Notre Dame game, but that also was a season-ending injury. So there was a lot of mixed emotions after that game because I was super happy we won, but I had just played my last game for the Cardinal um, and had yet again another season-ending injury. So there was like some tears and also some laughter going into the, after that game. So I wouldn't say that's like a particularly great memory. Um, but yeah, I would just say just the journey of my last five years and just thinking back, I, I would say that's kind of those moments in time um, in terms of like a whole process has, has been enjoy enjoyable to look back on. I'm sure over the past few weeks, even though you haven't been available on Saturdays, I mean, yeah. you're in practice, you're, I'm sure, coaching up the guys and giving them tips and reminders yeah. and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, what, what has it been like being in, in, in that role and helping these guys along, the rest of the receivers, as the season has gone? Yeah, it's definitely something I'm, I'm familiar to doing because I, I did it. I've, I've, I've been doing it more than I actually <laughs> want to do or like, yeah. hope to do, like to do, what have you. Um, but it's good. It's good to obviously kind of put yourself like I, I guess more of like a mentor role um, and help give your experience and wisdom to young guys and guys that um, like need my voice like Elijah and Bryson they don't I mean those guys are seasoned veterans so there's not much I'm going to say to them but <laughs> some younger guys like John I think me and I'm like a big brother to John and um, we're really really tight so he often calls me for advice and hey what do you think I should have done on this route and we talk about DBs and and what have you and things like that also with uh, JT um, hit, just giving him some advice on various things about punt return or receiver or just life lessons and how to handle you know the pressure of X Y and Z so it's been good I, I enjoy doing uh, things of that sort um, but obviously I've, I've done it more than I probably would like to but it's fun. What has it meant to you to be a leader for this team? Uh, it means a lot. It means a lot, honestly. And I think, um, you know, I actually wasn't that much of a leader, like, in high school in terms of being a vocal leader. Um, and so I think, honestly, credit that to the leader that I've turned into. I, I credit it to the past guys that have been here. Guys like Bobby Okariki and JJ, um, Malik Antoine. Um, and I've seen, like, what Curtis Robinson, I've seen what good leadership looks like. Um, and I've kind of like molded myself uh, into a good leader because I honestly think it's a little out of character because I've never been one to really speak up. I was always a lead by example type of person um, until I actually got to Stanford. Um, and so, um, what I one of the things that I'm like that I take away from Stanford um, is learning how to like I feel like I've learned how to be a leader and being being comfortable being a leader, being comfortable and speaking in front of a hundred plus people. Like when we have a football, when you're in a meeting room, there's a hundred guys in there. Not a lot of people can do that and be comfortable and be confident doing that. Um, and so being a leader for Stanford has uh, meant everything to me. And I tell Coach Shaw all the time and tell everyone, all, I'm forever indebted to the program um, because of the type of person it's made me become. How would you describe this senior class and how would you describe the things that the senior class has gone through to get to this yeah. point? We've gone through a lot, and, and I, I, <clears throat> I don't like to say people deserve things. I don't think anyone's entitled to or deserves anything because um, for every person, I think I work very hard, but there's 
10,000 other athletes that think they work just as hard as me and deserve success just as much as I think I deserve success. Um, but I think we, uh, we've been through a lot, a lot of, lot of injuries. And I, and I think, unfortunately, for our class, um, there was a lot more adversity, a lot more lows than there were highs um, in a four to five year span. Um, and especially for the 2019 class, they never got to experience a bowl game. And at least for me, I, I went to a bowl game in 2018, and, and that was fun playing the Sun Bowl. Um, but for guys like Jonathan McGill and Caillou Kelly, uh, yeah, they they've went through a 4-8 and eight season, a COVID year, which was, we went 4-2, and two, but that's kind of a weird year, 3-9, and nine, and then either 3-9 and nine or 4-8 and eight this year. So... It's been it's been really really tough, and I and I truly feel sorry for a lot of the guys on the team because we we freaking worked our tails off, um, both in the, individually and collectively as a team and as individuals. And so, like I, I'll come back to that no one deserves anything, but I really really feel like we put ourselves in a position to yield more of a result than we've we've gotten the last couple of years. So that's kind of frustrating to to see but I mean I love all the guys on the team and I'm extremely proud of the journey and how much more mature everyone has gotten um, and I'm proud of everyone that's going to be leaving and departing Stanford as men so yeah. Big news for you coming over the past week or so you've accepted an invite to the senior bowl yeah. as now you start to take your take your attentions and start thinking about uh, the next level yeah what's that going to be like what are the next couple months going to be like for you as you get ramped up for the senior yeah. bowl and get ready for the nfl draft yeah i just think honestly i'm very 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 fortunate to even have i feel like i'm very fortunate to have gotten a senior bowl invite because of all the injuries i've faced um, obviously, being I haven't been able to put up a lot of film in my most important years, my junior, senior, and, and fifth year. Um, so, but th this has been a goal of mine since my freshman year. I had it written on my whiteboard, my goal, my goal whiteboard um, in tw 2018. I wanted to get it last year. Obviously, couldn't get it because of injury. Want my biggest goal this year coming into the 2022 year. I need to invite to the Senior Bowl um, because I think um, I'm going to surprise a lot of people. Um, and I definitely want to go there and, and prove to people that my my stats and production might not say I'm the best receiver in the country, but I truly feel like I'm going to show that I'm the best receiver in the country and have um, the tool set that's going to surprise a lot of people in terms of route running, in terms of releases, in terms of um, athleticism. That's going to put me on the map. And so I'm extremely, extremely excited, uh, fortunate, and looking forward to competing in the Senior Bowl and also seeing like what other uh, top receivers in the country look like, mm -hmm. right? What is the cat from uh, uh, from Iowa State, Xavier Hutchinson? Mm -hmm. How does he go about his business? Um, what works for him? Why is he able to, you know, consistently put up 100 yards a game? Like what's and I'm, so I'm I'm excited to get in a room of other guys who um, have done it at the highest level and and are considered like top dogs, um, and I'm excited to compete you know, with them, against them, and, and just hopefully, you know, see what cream rises to the top. So I'm, I'm super, super excited. I start training uh, on December 5th um, down in Orange County. Um, so I, I couldn't be more, more excited and ready for, you know, what's to come. Looking forward to it all. Let's yeah. wrap it up on this. 
What would a win this Saturday against BYU to close out this season and to end this campaign on a positive note? What would a win this Saturday over BYU mean to this team and this program in your mind? Yeah, I think it, it, it will mean a lot to the seniors, but I think more importantly, it like the young guys now, the third years, the second years, the, the first years, those are the ones that are going to be taking the reins of the program. And I think it would be great for them to go into the offseason with some momentum um, because like they need to understand and realize how hard it is to win in college football because it is so competitive and we had a, a meeting with the, t- the team had a meeting today and I and I brought up the point that now with the transfer portal and with the COVID year there's still some uh, remains of, of COVID years and things like that the mean age when I say the mean the average age of college football his, has, this is, has to be the highest mean age of college football there's ever been because of COVID, because of the transfer portal. And so when I was a freshman and sophomore, when we do uh, the scouting report of uh, defense we're, we're going to play, it used to be first year, second year, third year. Maybe you sprinkle in maybe a few fourth or fifth years. Mm-hmm. Now when the scouting report, it's rare to see a second or th- even a third year. It's fourth year, fifth year, fifth year, fifth year, fifth year, sixth year, sixth year, sixth year. Whole DB core is transfer from this school six year <laughs> transfer from this school fifth year fifth year fifth year and so and obviously coach Shaw said in his press conference that Stanford is uh hopefully looking into you know lightening up on some of the transfer portal rules but if that's not the case Stanford's going to be um I'm not going to say disadvantaged but that's going to work against them because we're not going to have as many fifth and six year guys as like you think about USC, I mean, they their whole team transformed. Transfer, transfer, like their whole entire roster was transfers and fourth and fifth year guys. Obviously the receiver from Pitt, they got a receiver from Oklahoma. Like Running back from here. Exactly, so they're getting really, really good players from uh, other teams that have that have done big things from other schools and, and going. So um, I think this obviously will be good for the seniors to end Stanford on a good note, um, end the season on a good note, but for the young guys, to give them some confidence, give them some momentum going into the offseason because uh, it's going to be, it's going to, there's going to be a lot of of seniors leaving. Obviously, we're kind of an older team this year with a lot of fifth and fourth year and sixth year guys. We're going to go pursue, uh, you know, go to the NFL or or what have you, and so um, this will be good for them to get some momentum going into the into the offseason. That's the goal. Let's see what happens on Saturday yeah. against the Cougs and. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens with you uh, in the years ahead. And, and thank you for everything you've done, everything how you've represented the program both yeah. on and off the field. Real pleasure to watch you play. Can't wait to see even more yeah. from you in the years to come. Yeah. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks a bunch, and best of luck and yeah. best of health going forward. Thanks, Jor. Appreciate you. Yeah, I, I meant every word of that at the very end of it with uh, with Michael Wilson. Certainly our thanks to him for joining us on this week's TreeCast. And uh, a big-time thank you to him for how – Uh, He has represented Stanford both on and off the field and how I'm sure he will continue to represent Stanford on and off the field. I believe our first chat with him on the TreeCast was uh, during the 2019 season. Um, I want to say that's when we first caught up with him, and I was was superbly impressed with, with talking to him then and, and chatting with him throughout, you know, over the years. Um, he was the he was brought down to uh, Stanford football me- Pac-12 football media day rather in LA uh, for 2021, and uh, we chatted again 
uh, during the uh, Stanford football season ticket members dinner when I hosted that in uh, 2021. And, you know, we've also talked, you know, throughout as well, you know, over the years here and there. Uh, and I've always come away super impressed with with just his candor, his honesty. And man, that 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 competitive streak, man, it is apparent. And I think it comes through your earbuds and comes through your speakers or whatever you're listening to um, whenever you hear him speak. And it certainly comes through. Um, when, when you chat with him live and in person, so uh, really looking forward, really glad that uh, uh, that 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 Mike is is on track to getting back up to speed, and looking forward to seeing what he can do um, in the Senior Bowl on the next level and off the field as well. I have a feeling that soccer is uh, is 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 watched a lot by Michael Wilson um, as well. Really cool to see what Sophia Smith has done uh, on the next level as well. But our thanks again. Uh, to Michael Wilson, and I, I, it's it's unfortunate, but I, I think you can certainly, I think you can certainly draw a straight line from the moment he got hurt to the struggles of the passing game. It, it just hasn't been as efficient, hasn't been as many chain moving plays in the passing game since Michael Wilson went down, uh, and it's it's unfortunate. It is it, it's unfortunate from that standpoint. Um, how how that injury really affected a lot of things. You know, once once Michael Wilson went down, that really hindered, I think, the passing game, it seems. And once Casey Filkins went out for good, that has hindered the running game. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, and I think things would, would look a bit different for Stanford, certainly offensively, and certainly in the fourth quarter, as we mentioned, Stanford's only scored one offensive touchdown, one touchdown period in the fourth quarter in its last seven games, just one. But I, I think that things would, would look a bit different um, if, if Wilson was still running around out there and Casey Filkins was still, at the very least, uh, out there as well. But certainly our thanks to uh, Michael Wilson, who will be running out of the tunnel one last time and on the sidelines taking it all in and helping however he can when Stanford meets BYU. A couple of quick uh, Cougar notes. This was supposed to be the start of an eight-game series, but uh, then BYU decided to join the Big 12. So the second half of this home and home is is scheduled for August 30th, 2031. Mark your calendars now. BYU is six and five on the season. Uh, they have two common opponents with Stanford. Both lost to Oregon in Eugene in September. Actually, Stanford Oregon was in was on October 1st, but. It might as well still be September for all intent and purposes. But Stanford, unlike BYU, beat Notre Dame. So there is that. So they have two common opponents. They also have a student-athlete in common, Houston Haymooley. Remember him? Former Stanford fullback, transferred, grad transferred, and now is with BYU. So he will get to renew acquaintances with several different Stanford players including Ricky Miazon, who he and, he and Houston have, have crossed paths on a few occasions before. Me and Houston, have uh, we've met a couple times in the uh, A-gap during practice, so it won't be, uh, right, it won't be right. the first time we've met. But um, no, I love me and Houston used to joke around about it all the time when they would put in their like lead plays. It was like, oh, here we go. Here's, uh, here's our day because we, you know, our job when we, you know, have a lead blocker coming at us to go hit it as hard as we can and hit it in the backfield. So that's going to be, that's literally what me and Houston have done for the past four years have gone against each other. So it'll be fun to finally do it uh, live and in a game. 
Good stuff with uh, Ricky Miazon on uh, Houston. Hey, Louie. All right. Normally, we give you keys to the game, and we talk about matchups, and we go through X's and O's and things like that. But, you know, we're, we're not going to do that for this game because really, quite honestly, all, all, all this game really boils down to is, 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 is getting one for the seniors, closing out on a high note, finishing, you know, four and eight. You know, it's not a great record by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's certainly a lot better than three and nine. So certainly that is is going to be we're going to be like David Shaw <laughs> for this episode anyway. We're we're going to focus on getting those seniors um, a win. So you know X's and O's, matchups, you know keys, and all those sorts of things that we normally do here. You know, just get one for the seniors. That's it. As Mike Wilson so very well, you know, detailed. You know, the struggle for the senior class, you know, the highs, the lows, and everything it's been through. Man, it'll be nice to send those guys off with a win. That's all that it mat- that, that that's all that matters uh, for Stanford in this one, I think. And we'll talk big game. We'll talk big picture stuff, Red. We already talked big game stuff. That was last week. <laughs> we'll talk big picture stuff. We won't do a BYU uh, recap episode, as I mentioned um, earlier this week. Uh, but in this programming note, we won't do a BYU recap episode because I'll be trying to get back from College Station all day on Sunday. And so we will likely come at you the first week of December. Again, I just want to give this a week or so and, you know, let some things, you know, just, 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 yeah, I just want to give it a week or so uh, before I, before, before I really start to put some, some big picture thoughts together about, what this season means, what needs to happen next, although apparently there are some uh, some major steps uh, being taken in that direction. That's certainly good to see um, and hear uh, from David Shaw. And we will certainly get much deeper into uh, what his thoughts were on Stanford, uh, perhaps being able to partake a bit more on the transfer portal and perhaps being a bit more aggressive as well in NIL collectives. So we'll do a much deeper dive on that in our next episode and other bigger picture things on the program uh, in our season wrap episode, which should come your way some point first week of December. So until then, look, again, I am superbly and I'm super thankful for those of you who have been with us from start to finish certainly this season you know I, I i wish i had better stuff to talk about but you know what it is what it is and we certainly thank you for being uh with us here uh throughout the season and i i'm certainly uh, grateful and thankful uh for your support of the show have a safe and happy thanksgiving thank you to our special guest cardinal wide receiver michael wilson and we will next talk to you about a week, about a week and a half or so from now. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, go Stanford. And now that we're getting into the holidays, you know, even even now more than ever, don't drink and drive. If you do, you're the dumbest person on the planet. Simple as that. We'll talk to you next time on the TreeCast with Troy Clarity on the Believe Network and presented by Bet Online.